everyone to the rest podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Roberts, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Joining us today is Dr. Sheila Schuler Coleman, author of the book, The Heart of a Warrior, Delivering the Children of the World for Christ, and daughter of the late Robert H. Schuler, founder of the Crystal Cathedral Ministries. Thank you so much for joining us again, Dr. Coleman. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Good afternoon, Natalie. Good afternoon, Virginia. You look amazing today, by the way. That's rare. Yeah. <laughs> no, I combed my not. hair and I put makeup on. Yes, it is. <laughs> they warned me, um, you need to step it up for these recordings. So I'm trying to take your advice. Well, and especially now that we have our recordings all on YouTube. That's true. You know, everyone can actually see what we look ne- like now. So I know, but it's not that that would affect my decision to just show up in my jeans and my... <laughs> So very true. It's the last thing I think about is what am I going to wear and how am I going to do my hair and is my makeup on? Yeah. <laughs> so these girls always walk in, look at me and say, um, are you ready to record or were you going to maybe go put some lipstick on? <laughs> We've done a few recordings with you in your jammies. It's great. You know what you have. Mm-hmm. It's real. You anyway, know, it's real. Yeah. Living at the villa mm-hmm. has changed me. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Natalie. You're welcome. Welcome, Sheila. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. I'm Thank so you thankful so much. to have you. Thank you, Virginia. I feel yeah. like we're old friends. <laughs> divine, our meeting was a divine appointment. Thank you, Lord. I walked into a room of about 150 women or so, maybe 200 women, mm-hmm. and it was the strangest thing. I looked across the room, and there is Sheila. I introduced myself, or I, I don't know if Marissa introduced us, but we didn't, anyway, we talked, and it was instant, like, I know you. No, I know you. And we had this brief conversation. Dr. Schuler put this book in my hand, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, oh, okay, I've got to have you on the podcast. I want everybody to know your story. Well, I'm so honored. I can't tell you how honored I am. And I, I was like, I can't believe it. I didn't go there to present or anything. No, you didn't. I didn't. They just asked me to do the closing prayer, which I'm always happy to do. And that's how you came to know, I think, that I was in the room because that's when they introduced me oh. and said, this is the daughter of Dr. Robert H. Schuler. Mm. And that's I always right. like to say, um, yeah, I am his daughter. And not only that, I'm the number one child. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, so wonderful. Uh, well, you're absolutely right. You did do the closing prayer. And your family... Has invested so much time, talent, and treasure in the community of faith here in Southern Orange County. Mm-hmm. And there's always a lot of drama, mm-hmm. trauma, and sacrifice. So I'd like you, if you don't mind, to give us context for what's transpired over the last 40 years. Well, I was four years old when my dad came to Garden Grove. Robert H. Schuler. Yes, mm-hmm. came to Garden Grove to plant a church. 
founder, by the way, of the Crystal Cathedral, for those of you who don't <laughs> yes. know in Orange County. Yes. It's amazing. And the International Crystal Cathedral Ministries, the Hour of Power. At its zenith, it was reaching 20 million people internationally every single Sunday. Wow. wow. So it was tremendously influential. Dad was friends with Mikhail Gorbachev and presidents. They would call him, ask him for advice. And he was, but he was just this, he was dad. <laughs> he was just dad to <laughs> but me. You know what's compelling about what you are saying is there is a measure of humility mm-hmm. in world leaders that understand and have a measure of sensitivity towards and respect for men of God and for theology. And I didn't know that, that he was approached by world leaders and asked for advice. Well, it was Mikhail Gorbachev who came to dad and he said back then they only had one channel because it was state-controlled media. And it was channel one in Russia or the Soviet Union the at Soviet the time. Soviet Union at the at time. At the time, yes. And he said, I want to put your church service on channel one in mm. Russia. Wow. And that was really, truly the breakthrough of religion in the Soviet Union. And that's when the Russian Orthodox mm. Church began to actually, it was rebirthed. And dad always credited it with the fact that Gorbachev's grandmother was a believer. And that was the bond he had with President Reagan. Yes. Because if I remember correctly, he was sitting front and center at President Reagan's funeral. Mikhail Gorbachev, for God's sake, he's the one that took the wall down. Yes. Yeah. I had no idea he had asked your father if they could air. Yeah, it was Armand Hammer who dad was friends with, and he was the one who opened doors to Russia and introduced him to Gorbachev. But I'm just sitting here thinking about how Reagan said to Gorbachev, um, tear that wall down, right? And he did. He did tear that wall down, but he also tore down the walls to religion. Yes, he did. Interesting how the heritage of his grandmother ultimately significantly impacted his life. I love and it. And changed the course of history because Russia emerged out of the Soviet Union. It did. It did. And it was a good era. It was a good era and it was a dark time in the history of politics and world wars and whatnot. What happened? What happened to with the ministry here at home? <laughs> what was the evolution of that? I want people to have context for who you are right. and why you say the things you do. Well... Uh, it was, as many things, it hit a rough spot, to say the least. After how many years? Uh, let's see. And what was it? The Crystal it, Cathedral? The, Christo, the ministry. I'll just, I call it the ministry. The ministry. And uh, part of it was, it was the recession. It was back in, I'm really bad with dates. It was, it was, uh, no, no, no. We hit yes. our rough spot. It was later than that. It was long around, it was about... 15, 20 years ago? 15 years ago? Yeah. So 90s. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. no. It was two, it was, no, no, no. It was 2008, um, 10, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, in there. And we were, we had been in some decline because dad had begun to age. 
And but then the recession hit. And the recession took a toll on a lot of people. And we were not immune to it. My father was 80. And he wanted to continue in ministry, but he didn't feel like he had the, the physical strength to do so. So he asked me to come and help. He called me one morning at six in the morning and he said, Sheila, I want to return to the pulpit and I want you to be, and I told God I'm too old. And he said, but you have Sheila and she can be your, as he called my arms and legs and she'll help you. Now, dad was always academia was always really, really important to him and all of those qualifications. And I had my earned doctorate from the University of California, Irvine, in education and educational administration, K-12. I have a Distinguished Alumni Award from, from UCI in it. And Dad was like, he, he valued that and thought, Sheila can help me. So I could never say no to Dad. And so said, yes, of course, I'll help dad, however that can be. So I thought I was going to just kind of be like a sidekick, you know, <laughs> but I found myself more and more having to take the front row and, and being a shield for him because as things got rough and it was fiscal primarily, and then we it was the first time I actually looked at the books. I'm going to just be really open and transparent here, if that's okay. Before you get to the books, tell okay. me about the inspiration of the Crystal Cathedral. Oh. <laughs> we had outgrown this church that Dad had built, and it was a Richard Neutra building, and Dad only wanted the best for God. That's what I thought. And Richard say. Neutra was the best at the time. And it still is. And I know iconics used a lot. It's almost become a trite word. But um, the, his, his architecture is very well renowned. He was an AIA award winning architect. And so and his work is, is there's very few of his buildings left standing today because he, the engineering wasn't there to mm. fulfill his vision. Wow. But but we had on the, and still is there today, thank the Lord, one, two, three, four buildings that are Neutra buildings that are still standing. That campus became a collection of AIA award-winning architectural buildings. And because it had Neutra, the buildings on it, Dad wanted to maintain the high level of excellence and so he he went to philip johnson and he asked him because we needed another place dad didn't want to build another building that was the last thing he wanted to do but one day he looked out there and he saw people sitting in the rain <laughs> and he saw people come who had they were hurting he said sheila i knew that they'd suffered the loss of a child that week and i told them come to church and i saw them try to get into church they couldn't get into church and i saw them walk away and he said at that point i was like no i have to build another building and so then it was philip johnson the first design Philip Johnson gave him was, uh, Dad hated it. It wasn't at all like he wanted it to be. It was just a plain old box with solid walls and a, and a glass roof. Dad said, no, go back to the drawing board. <laughs> and he brought this prism shaped, made of glass. glass. And Dad heard himself. He said, Crystal Cathedral. 
and so beautiful. Wow. It was breathtaking. It, the yeah. the Christmas productions yeah. were unparalleled. Yes. Unbelievable. Don't we all miss them? Yeah. I miss them so much and mm-hmm. they just moved me to tears, mm-hmm. not just me. Yeah. You'd look around and many people were moved to tears. They took you back in time. Mm-hmm. We have so many people that want to gift healing to their friends and family members. Due to popular request, we've officially created the Gift of Rest package for purchase. Please go to theplaceofrest.com forward slash wholeness packages to view the Gift of Rest. If you've been listening to our podcast regularly and are now wondering what's next or how can I get more support? Our Day of Rest course is available to support you in your pilgrimage. Use the promo code PODCAST, all lowercase, to receive a 10% discount for our introductory Day of Rest course. Now back to the show. The development, the uprising, the, um, I guess the dream. Dreams come at such a high cost. Mm -hmm. And we often reflect on their glory. And have no idea of the sacrifice Mm. that a a man, a family, and a community make to, and a body makes to realize those dreams. And then somehow there's a period where there's enjoyment, not enjoyment, but celebrating, right? There's a celebration that comes with the accomplishments of dreams, but somehow they feel short-lived to some extent because with that comes competition, jealousy, demise, conflict, confusion. Wherever something beautiful and life-giving emerges, somehow the opposite also is present. And I remember when I watched the rise and the flourishing of the Crystal Cathedral, I remember anticipating the difficult things that would perhaps behind the scene mm. or would soon follow mm. because nothing good rises without a great deal of opposition, I guess. And I guess it's a law of nature. We've seen that throughout history, right? We've seen that in the history of nations, the history of yeah. mankind. But it's tough when it's in my backyard. And so it was such a joy to meet you and hear you extend that closing prayer because I didn't get much into what happened and what went wrong. But when I met you, I thought I just have to have her on the podcast and let her tell her story. Mm -hmm. So how did things fade and change and transition? And how did all that impact you to write this amazing book? It actually, even though I could see that was, there was downward trends. If you went back and looked at trend lines, you could see, but I was middle management I didn't have a real sense. And I liked being middle management. Mm -hmm. I liked being able to be able to say to those below me, oh, well, you know, my boss says, (laughs) (laughs) or the board says, I I really, I really liked that. And I was very, it's great to be in the middle. I, I really liked it there. I was very, very happy there. And then suddenly I was given the title of CEO, Mm. president and lead pastor of Crystal Cathedral Ministries International. Wow, I yes. had no idea. And, yeah, and not anything I ever aspired to. During the decline. During the de- well, the very tail end of the decline. Wow. How do you turn a Titanic, and how do you turn a 
a, a crystal cathedral around in Who Cuba. gave you the title? <laughs> My well, father. Your father. Mm-hmm. He trusted you. He did trust me. No, he did. How did you handle that stress, the pressure? You talk about stepping into confusion, chaos, and great measures of dis-ease. Truly, yes. That, that would be a great way to <laughs> summarize what I was feeling at the time. I just can say it was not easy. It was very, very painful. There were so many times when I would just cry out to God. Mm-hmm. And and I hope everybody understands, the one, if they take away anything, that, that our God, He is such a good God. And, there's, and He knows exactly what, what we're going through. And He never lets us go through it alone. He holds mm-hmm. you. He carries you. If, he, you. if we can only come into alignment with that pain point outside of the realm of time, we experience the mystery of what you're describing. No, it's God-breathed. When God breathes yeah. himself, his strength, his love, his love, it casts out all fear. You had the weight of the world on you. I did have a big weight, but I just continue to lean into God, and he just, and you know, my father, he his, his messages were rooted in in possibility thinking, in positive thinking. Yeah. They were rooted in reframing everything from a negative into a positive. You don't have to look at it through the negative lens. You can look at it through a completely different lens. So prime example, and I describe it in the book, was when we had to declare bankruptcy and who was there was me. I wasn't about to let my 80-year-old father have to go out and face the cameras on that one. That was, it was my responsibility to step between him and the cameras and take the arrows and take the shots for him. I, I knew that was my call. But at the same time, when it came time, and there was, there was a bank of, like a press conference, right? They were all waiting out there waiting mm-hmm. for me. Oh, yeah. And I remember. I had, no, yeah. I, I was a press phobic gal I'd seen how they treated dad and the things they wrote about him that weren't always true when he had a brain injury in Amsterdam I heard about how bad it really was via the radio you know this was when you live with a father who's that that much of a public figure you become press phobic so that I carried that with me into this season of my life so that when I that day I had to face the press, I was on my face, literally on my, my face on the floor of my office. My sister and her husband were there. My husband was there and I was crying out and went, God, if it's possible, mm. take this from me, mm, take sorry. this from me. <laughs> God says, and not everybody know, believes that God talks to you, but I'm, I can tell you he talks to mm-hmm. me. And it doesn't, his voice is different depending on, on what the message is, just like, like your spouse or anybody else who's near and dear to you. But he was such tenderness and even a little bit of chastisement. And how do you do that? Only God, right? But he said to me, he said, Sheila, you of all people know how expensive airtime is. <laughs> Because I studied the books. Wow. Wow. And he said... This is free press. This is free press. He said, but what he said was, he said, Sheila, there are so many of my children right now who are feeling just like you, 
Yeah. Who are having to face bankruptcy, who don't have enough. They don't know what they're going to live on. And he says, I've given you an opportunity to go out there and bring a message of hope and encouragement. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I jumped up from off the floor, dusted myself off and freshened up my face. And I said, okay, I'm ready. And, <laughs> and I'm with the grace of God, with his strength alone. But also the fact that my dad had rooted, rooted, rooted within me. It's part of who I am. I can't, I, it just automatically, it's, I find myself going back to all those teachings and taking every challenge, every problem, and turning it into an opportunity. And that was one of his famous slogans. What was he feeling then? That must have been tough for him to watch you step into the lion's den. Well, we tried to shield him from the knowledge as much as we, we possibly could, to be honest with you. So he wasn't entirely aware of what was going he on. He was not entirely aware. Mm-hmm. I respect you so much because what do they talk about a Monday night quarterback? Everybody knows what should have been, could have been. But it's the whole other thing to step into that space of judgment and condemnation with your head held up high, knowing that we become so myopic when these things are happening in our lives. But it's so true. Context is we're in this together. And the struggles and the demise of really our economy. And now looking back, we see that a lot of these things were strategic. And it just has taken a lot of time for this other agenda to play out but it has played out over the last 40 50 years so nothing that happened was really random but at the time we don't have the wisdom to see the consequence of that and how it wasn't just affecting the crystal cathedral right and the governance of that um, or the stewardship i should say of that facility but to some extent it was beginning to happen in all of our lives in companies and corporations, especially mom and dad, mm. small businesses, mm-hmm. yeah. but it was affecting families. I mean, look what we're looking at today, $7 gas prices, Yeah. but the stage for what's happening today, we see now the trends and that's a big conversation, but you were in the fire, you were in front of a firing squad. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so fun but, to go after institutions of faith. Yeah. Um, and I know when that. many things were collapsing at the same time, I might add. And I knew that. But it's all, you know, my whole goal was to, to honor my fathers. That was, that's been my, that's my divine call. Well, I'd like to pause from this section and delve deep into your book because it's amazing. But I have to tell you that the chapter that I found most compelling was the heart of the warrior burns with the love of the father. Hmm. And I saw, I got a hint of the relationship you had with your dad just by the mere title of that chapter. Because that's really what you just described. That the heart of a warrior rose up in with within you, but it burned for love for your father. And I think that's a spiritual principle too so i'd like to discuss that okay with you sheila sheila thank you so much 
Any closing thoughts on this segment? That was a big part of your life. It was the beginning of an end of a season. I have zero regrets. And that's a good place to be. Thank you for the sacrifice Mm -hmm. of building, of holding the line, and of leaving with grace. Stepping down with grace. Thank you. Thank you, Virginia. All right, everyone. To get in touch with Dr. Coleman or attend her church, Hope Center of Christ in Orange, please go to hopecenteroc.org. Also, join the conversation of Heart of a Warrior by going to heartofawarrior.net and purchasing her book on Amazon. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to theplaceofrest.com forward slash donate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week.